In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we welcome you into this hour. We welcome you into this moment. We welcome you into this place, oh God. We welcome you into this place. We ask that the windows of heaven be opened over our heads, Lord. We ask that the windows of heaven be opened over our heads, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. And let your divine rays begin to shine on every single one of us, even in this moment. Even in this moment. Even in this moment. Let your light begin to touch everyone in this room, oh God. Let your rays, let your rays, oh God. Let your rays, let your rays. Begin to penetrate, oh God, through everyone who is listening, even at this moment. Let your light, oh God, begin to penetrate. Let your light begin to penetrate. Let your light begin to penetrate, oh God. Let your light begin to penetrate. Let your light begin to penetrate. Let your light begin to penetrate, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, let your light begin to fill our souls, to fill our hearts, Lord, to fill the temp to, to fill the temple of our minds, O oh God, to fill the temple of our beings, Lord. Let your light pervade. Let your light permeate, O oh God. Let your light consume, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. For who are we without your light, O oh God? Who are we without your light, O oh God? Who are we without your light, Father? Who are we without your light? Ah, you are that light of the world that enters and lights every man that comes into the world. Who are we without your light? Lord, light us up this morning. Light us up this morning, O oh God. Light us up this morning, Father. Light us up. Light us all up. Light us all up, O oh God. Light us all up. Light us all up. Light us all up. Light us all up, Lord. Light us all up. Light us all up. Light us all up. That we might be illuminated by your presence, Lord. Illuminated by your spirit, by your being, Lord Jesus. That we might be illuminated, oh God. That we might be illuminated until we are full of your light. 
full of your light, Lord Jesus. Full of your light. Full of your light, oh God. Full of your light. Till there is no shadow of turning, Lord. Until there is no shadow of obscurity. Until we're completely full of your light. Filled with your light, Lord. Filled with your light. Filled with your light. Filled with your light. Filled with your light, Lord. Filled with your light. Let's just begin to pray where we are. Lord, fill me with your light. Fill me with your light, O God. Fill my heart with your light. Fill my mind with your light. Fill my soul with your light, O God. As I'm reading microphones, let's just begin to pray. The light of God begins to fill us even where we are right now. Lord, fill me. Fill me with your light. Fill me with your light. Fill my heart. Fill my soul, Lord. Fill every fiber of my being with your light. Fill me 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 with your light. Until every shadow of turning is dispelled. Until every shadow of obscurity is dispelled, Lord. Fill me with your light. 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 Until every shadow is dispelled. 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 Fill me with your light, Lord Jesus. 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 Fill me with your light. Until there is no shadow, Lord Jesus. Until there is no shadow, Lord Jesus. Until there is no shadow, Lord Jesus. Until there is no shadow, no shadow, no shadow, no shadow. Until there is 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 no shadow, Lord. 
Until there is no shadow, 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 until there is no shadow. Fill me with your light. 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 Until all the shadows of despair, Lord, every shadow of turning, every shadow of obscurity. Every shadow of confusion, every shadow of fear, every shadow of doubt, until every shadow fades away. 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 Give me with your light until every shadow over my heart. Until every shadow fades away. 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 A telebella di harate kasupanda adekota da botanem. Again the lagu se kadosa polianta kode. Again the melagu se kaduse panta dokaligano sato. E canda supera na muriante ma, a canda le gusanti chi e canda na baranga da topaska, e canda la baranga da voranda da costa. God fill us with light. God fill us with your light. God fill us with your light. God fill us with your light. Lord, fill us with your light. Lord, fill us with your light. 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 Fill us with your mind, Jesus. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light. Until every shadow passes. Until every shadow passes. Until every shadow passes away. Until every shadow passes away. Until there are no shadows left, oh God. Until there are no shadows left. 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 
until there are no shadows left. Until there are no shadows left. Until there are no shadows left. Until there are no shadows. 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 Until there are no shadows, oh God. Until there are no shadows. 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 Fill us with your light. 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 That light that brings hope. That light that brings encouragement. That light that brings power. That light that brings peace, oh God. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light, oh God. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light. Fill us, oh God. 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 Fill us up, 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 until there is an overflow, oh God, until there is an overflow, 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 until our countenance begins to radiate with your glory, oh God, until our countenance begins to radiate, until our countenance begins to radiate, until our countenance begins to Until our continents begins to 
Until our continent begins to radiate. 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 Begins to radiate. Until our continent begins to radiate. Until our continent begins to radiate. Fill us with your light, Jesus. 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 Fill us with your light, Fill us with your light, Jesus. 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 Fill us with your light, Fill us with your light, Fill us with your light, Jesus. Fill us with your light, there is an until there is an overflow. 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 Fill us, oh God. Fill us, oh God. Fill us with your light. 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 Fill us with your light, Jesus. Fill us with your light. 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 Fill us with your light, Jesus. Fill us with your light. Fill us with your light, Jesus. 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 Until there is an overflow. 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 
until there is an overflow 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 fill us with your light lord jesus 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 Fill us with your light, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your light, Lord Jesus. Fill us with your light, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. For Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Fill us with your light, O God. Fill us with your light, O God. For it is written in your word, the entrance of your word brings light. 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 And it causes our temples to be illuminated. Illuminated, illuminated, illuminated with peace, illuminated with joy, illuminated with power, illuminated with understanding. The entrance of your word brings light. 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 The entrance of your word light. The entrance of your word brings 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 light. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 For your word that brings light. For your word that brings liberty. For your word that brings peace. For your word that brings joy. For your word that brings understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your light. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your light. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your light. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your light. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. 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 So God gave a word for the morning. God gave a word for the morning. And this word we're going to give as many people as possible the opportunity to hear this word. So in the next two, three minutes, I want us to call whoever we need to call that we believe ought to be here. I want us to message whoever we believe needs to be here and tell them that is a message that they need to hear this morning. I want us to do that over the next two, three minutes before we begin to release the word that God has for this morning. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that light will come. I believe that clarity will come. I believe that understanding will come. I believe that peace will come. I believe that power will come in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let's do that over the next two, three minutes. Let's do that over the next two, three minutes. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, thank you for your light. 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 Thank you for your light, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your word that brings light. Your word that brings clarity. Your word that brings hope. Your word that brings understanding, Lord. Your word that brings illumination. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your light. 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 Thank you for your light, oh God. Thank you for your light, oh God. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light that gives hope. Thank you for your light that brings about illumination. 
Thank you for your light that brings peace. Thank you for your light that brings joy. Thank you for your light that brings love to Lord. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light. That eradicates every shadow of turning, every shadow of obscurity, every shadow of blindness, Lord. Every shadow of blindness. Thank you for your light. 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 Thank you for your light, oh God. Thank you for your light. Thank you for your light. The mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Can you smell liberty in the air? Can you smell liberty in the air? Can you smell freedom in the air? Can you smell salvation in the air? The Lord is already beginning to move. And His Word is already beginning to penetrate. His Word is already beginning to penetrate. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord gave me a very simple message. A message that I believe He will unpack in His own way. Very simple message. But a message that needs to enter our souls this morning. A message that needs to enter our souls this morning. What is the title of the message, one might ask? Someone unmute their microphone and say, God is for profits. God is for profits. God is for profit. Someone unmute their microphone and say, God is for profit. 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 
God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. Are you listening, people of God? God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. <laughs> God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. Who said God is for loss? Huh, people of God. Who taught us that God is for loss? Hmm? Who taught us that? That many of us, when we think about God, we think about loss. We think about being at the tail end of life. Am I telling a lie, people of God? That many a times when we think about God, all we think about is loss. All we think about is the last position. All we think about is being at the tail end. God is for profit. God is for profit. God has always been for profit. And God will always be for profit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is, however, a need to understand what profit means. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When God created mankind, when God made that sacred investment, the sacred investment, who can tell me, what was the first command that God gave to mankind after they were created? Who can tell me? What was the first command that was given to mankind? What was the first command given to mankind when God made mankind? Hallelujah. The first command that was given to man by God was be fruitful and multiply. Have you understand? The first command he gave to mankind was to be fruitful and multiply for there to be an increase for mankind to abound are we understanding was the first command for man to be cut short people of god was the first command for man to be cut short no no the first command was for man to be fruitful and for man to multiply for man to increase. Actually, that word multiply in Hebrew is the word rabbah. And the word rabbah means become great. Are you understanding? It is beyond just multiplication of numbers. It, it, it is a statement of quality. He says be fruitful and become great. Whether that greatness is a, as a result of the increase of numbers, whether that greatness is as a result of the increase of the quality of life, but the first thing that God asked for after he made a powerful investment, he said, let there be increase. Let there be increase. Let there be increase. And when you study the Bible from beginning to end, people of God, 
you see very clearly how whenever there wasn't true increase true increase increase that that endures increase that is authentic god is always displeased are you understanding because after such a great investment he has a people who open their eyes and look at loss as gain and gain as loss are you following me people of god are you following me people of god the only reason why god lives the life that he lives the only reason that god chooses the path of the just and the path of the righteous it is because he has made every calculation in the world and he has seen that this path he has the most profit are you guys understanding me yeah are you guys understanding me god is the first and greatest capitalist god is the original capitalist but it's unfortunate that capitalists don't know what profit means are you understanding capitalists they don't know what profit means shall i unpack it a little bit hmm? shall i unpack it a little bit in the capitalist economy hmm, they will tell you profit is king true or false people true or false they'll tell you profit is king so long as he brings in that profit everything is justified and that gospel began to pervade beginning from america and it began it began to pervade the rest of the world where so long as there is increase in revenue whatever you are doing is justified and all of a sudden they realized ah in the name of pursuing revenue they began to treat their workers anyhow they began to treat their staff anyhow in the name of profit. What then happens when the workers begin to be treated anyhow, people of God? What happens after that? What happens after that? What happens after that? Loss. Loss. The workers begin to leave. They begin to look for an alternate place to go and lay their head. They begin to consider other options. Their productivity drops. Are you understanding? That path of profit that does not consider the welfare of the staff, is that really profit or is it loss? Is that really profit or is it loss? It's loss. Now, in the name of profit, a lot of people will have a business huh? and they will sell inferior goods to people at a high price simply because maybe they are the only people, they are the only players in that field, maybe because they have monopoly, maybe because people are not exposed. I have to ask us a question. That kind of profit, where you are selling people something below standard, and you are charging them the price that is even above the normal rate, that kind of profit, can it be sustained? Can it be sustained, people of God? It can't be sustained. Is that kind of profit really profit? Or is that loss waiting to happen? 
Is that loss waiting to happen? I will understand it. Over the past hundred years, the western part of the world realized that even though they preach about profit, 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 they themselves don't understand what profit means. Because many corporations, in the name of profit, in the name of having a greater revenue than last year, they made some of their workers work in inhumane conditions. And yes, they doubled their revenue of last year. But in this new year, about a hundred of their employees came together and filed what is called a class action lawsuit. Have you heard of that word before? Class action lawsuit. Have you heard of it before? When a whole bunch of people who have similar issues, who have a similar petition, come together and make a joint petition against one person. A class action lawsuit is when, for example, maybe in a company, 100 women have the same testimony about sexual assault in the company. Or maybe the not paying of salaries. Or maybe overworking people or just something that is against the law. When a good number of people have the same issue, they come together to form what is called a class action lawsuit. The word class talks about a group of people, right? A group of people taking an action against the company. And many of these corporations, if we have heard about it, they shell out hundreds of millions of dollars. Who, has, who knows what I'm talking about? Who knows what I'm talking about? Many of these corporations, they will shell out hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, that revenue that they were trying to get, <laughs> did they not lose it? I'm asking people of God. Did they not lose it? They lost it. They lost it. They lost it. Because many people do not understand what profit actually means. I'm going to go very deep today, you see. I'm going to get to a point where it will leave a lot of us sober and to cause us to deeply reflect about a lot of things. God is for profit. God is for profit. God is for profit. That's the only thing he ever looks for. Are you understanding? That's the only thing he ever looks for. Profit. He gave talents to some, some of his servants. To one servant, he gave one talent. To another servant, he gave two. To another, he gave five. I want to ask us a question. Why was the master upset with that one servant? The servant that he was upset with, why was he upset with that servant? I'm asking. Why was he upset? He gave talents to three servants, but there was one who he was upset with, that he even collected what he gave to that one. There was no profit. Are you understanding? That one servant didn't have any profit. There was no increase. He, he disregarded the very first command that was given to humanity. 
which is to be fruitful and multiply. There was no profit. Is what, what God had given to him did not yield any increase. Instead, there was loss. There was loss. There was loss. There was loss. A great deception happened in the Garden of Eden when the enemy came to present what is called the fruit to Eve and Adam. He caused them to see loss as profit and profit as loss. Are we understanding, people of God? Jesus Christ said, What does it profit a man? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world at the cost of his soul? Have you ever processed, have you ever meditated on that, on that phrase before? You understand? Because sometimes when we think about God, we think about my God. Oh, I'm, I'm missing out. I'm losing out. Oh, I'm so unfortunate. I'm so this and that. What have you meditated on that phrase before? What does it profit a man to gain the world at the cost of his soul? What does it profit a man? It's like in big. You want to earn $100,000. As a businessman, does it make sense for you to spend $250,000 to earn $100,000 a masking? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Do you understand? Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense at all. It's like a person having a whole birthright, a whole inheritance. It's like being a child of Bill Gates, huh? a child of, of Mark Zuckerberg. And everything that you stand to inherit, you exchange it for a plate of stew. Are you... Are you understanding, people of God? <laughs> I understand. Is, is, that, is that scripture now making sense to us? Is it making sense to us? It's like having that weight of inheritance. Huh? But you throw it away for a plate of stew. Believing that that plate of stew is actually profitable. And the enemy will convince you that if you lose this plate of stew, ah, all cannot be well with you. Actually, your life will be in disarray if you miss this plate of stew. He will amplify the value of that plate of stew in your mind. Are you understanding me, people of God? He will convince you that that path, ah, if you miss out on this, if you miss out on this path, you will never see an opportunity like this again. And he will overemphasize. He will overinflate the value of something, causing you to believe that that thing is profit. And the path that God has presented before you is lost. Am I talking to someone already here? As I'm talking, I've already seen some people light on their head. Huh? That even without me even going further, the word is already for you. The word is already for you. The word is already for you. 
The enemy knows how to glamorize things that are worthless. 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 To make you look at the path that God sets as something not worth anything at all. Because I want us to understand something in life. In life, it is impossible to escape loss. Are you understanding? As you are here, you're not losing something, people of God. Are you not losing something? For the fact that you're sitting here, are you not losing something? Are you not? There's no point in time that you're not losing something in life. Loss huh, is a fundamental aspect of life. You can start a family without losing something. You can start a business without losing something. What do you lose before you start a business, people of God? What do you lose before you start a business? I'm asking us. You lose your capital. You lose your money. But is loss the right way really lost, people of God? Is loss the right way really lost or is it gain? It's a lot of gain. God bless you. It's an investment. Loss in the right place and at the right time is not loss at all. It's an investment. It's like planting a seed into the ground. Yes, it gets buried. Hmm? Yes, it gets covered for a little while. Yes, you don't see it in that moment. Huh? You don't see it. But after a while, that seed that you planted inside of the soil, it begins to give you an increase. It begins to give you a profit. In the beginning, when that seed entered the ground, it looked like loss, true or false? True or false? When the seed was going into the ground, it looked like a loss. It looked like everything was being taken away from you. It looked like you had received the short end of the stick. When one will meditate upon the life of Paul the Apostle, it looks as though he received the short end of the stick. Are you, are you understanding, people of God? Forget about Peter. Hmm? Forget about Peter. Even though Peter has his place. But for the time being, forget about Peter. Are you understanding, people of God? Peter was a fisherman now, wasn't he? Hmm? Peter was a fisherman, wasn't he? He was someone who, on a normal day, was already overlooked. And it was not like he was the greatest fisherman in Galilee. He was just a common fisherman. In fact, when Christ met him, was he able to get fish, people of God? Hmm? Was he able to get fish when Christ met him? He couldn't. He was even a fisherman that was not even doing so well. <laughs> Have you understood the people of God? He wasn't even a very, very successful fisherman. He was a fisherman that was struggling. Him and his brother, Peter, James, and John. A fisherman will not get fish. <laughs> Are you understanding? Not only that, huh? But he was also an illiterate, true or false? Hmm? True or false? So he didn't even have any societal prestige. He didn't really have any, you know, like. Are you understanding? Not like he didn't have much because much is relative. Hmm? But Peter didn't have much. 
<laughs> Are you understanding? Peter didn't have much. Peter didn't have much. Well, as of the time that Christ came, he didn't have much. That's why it was so easy hmm, to follow. But let me not say that because that's still speculative. Well, you get my point, right? You get the point I'm trying to make. You get my point. It's easy for a poor person to follow Jesus, my dears. Are you understanding? Someone who's at the bottom of the barrier, it's easy for them to answer the call. <laughs> because what else are they going to do with their lives? Huh? <laughs> are you understanding? They don't have anything to lose. But they have very little to lose. That's why Jesus Christ's ministry, the great majority were poor people. Mm. Were poor people because such people, they didn't have much to hold on to that gave them hope. They were majorly hopeless people. So anything that, that can give them a modicum of hope, they will grab onto it with their full hand. Mm. God bless your shuari, the disenfranchised, the destitute, the disempowered. Are you understanding me, people of God? It's usually the ones that are disenfranchised, that are disempowered, that are quick to collect new messages. The northern part of Nigeria, when the British came, they were in power, true or false. When we had the Sultanate, the Caliphate, they were in power. Isn't it so? That's why they rejected education. <laughs> That's why they rejected it. Because the people who are in power, they don't feel the need to change their ways. So they rejected education. They said, we don't need this. In fact, you haven't given us education with Christianity. God punish all of you to hell with your education. Well, Western education, right? Even though Western education was a world power at that time, they rejected it because they believed that we're already on top. But you see, the Igbos, on the other hand, the Igbos, their land did not produce much, okay? Their soil was not that fertile. And being a third world country where we don't yet have products, we still sell raw materials it was a big problem that's why Igbo people were traders naturally because nothing is coming out of their land they have to go and buy from elsewhere and sell elsewhere you understand so when education came uh -uh, they grabbed it with all their strength <laughs> because hope has come <laughs> but i don't give us much of a history class today but Igbo's grabbed education with all their strength because they saw hope to change their story, to change their narrative. Because it's always those that are at the bottom of the barrel that are very quick to, to grab onto a new message. You understand? Indeed, rejoice the Yorubas too. Are you understanding? Because the northerners were the ones that were more powerful. In fact, that's why they were the ones who wanted to even refuse the, the amalgamation of, of states. Because, I mean, their territory spanned beyond Nigeria. I hope we know that. That's why you go in in Benin Republic, you go in Togo, you go in uh, um, uh, Kotonou, all those places you find, the Fulani, the North, you see all of them, they, they, they pass across, right? The Caliphate, it's all across West Africa. So they were very powerful people, right? They, they were very powerful. You understand? They were very powerful people, right? So such people, they don't always feel the need to, to accept new things because the old has been serving them, right? Even though the old is now becoming irrelevant and weak, but at least it's been serving them. 
But you see, the weak ones, the ones who don't have power, they grab new messages very quickly. So Peter didn't have that much to lose. Are you understanding? Peter didn't have that much to lose. But you see, Paul, on the other hand, Paul, Paul, Paul had a lot to lose. Are you understanding me, people of God? Paul had a lot to lose. Paul actually, if I would just, for the sake of semantics, don't take it as law, Paul lost more than all of them. Well, it's speculative. Don't take it as law. But Paul lost more than all of them. Paul lost more than all of them. If you look at it and look at it very clearly, Paul lost more than all of them. All of them. All of them. Paul was a Pharisee born in the lineage of Pharisees. I need us to understand. At this time, the priesthood had already been dismantled. So the Pharisees were, even though they were in power, they were very corrupt and they were very rich. Are you understanding? They had sided with the Roman Empire in order to preserve their behinds. So there were people who, there was so much bribery and corruption. They had given, given, given in to the Roman here, especially the Sadducees. Right. The Sadducees were very wealthy traders, very wealthy traders, very wealthy traders. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The Sadducees were very wealthy traders. So this class of people, not only did they have religious power in those days, they had economic power as well. They also had societal power. Hmm? Not just that. Paul was not just a Pharisee born of the lineage of Pharisees. Paul was born within a Roman province and he received a Roman citizenship by birth. I don't think we understand what that means today, people. I don't think we understand what it means. To have had a Roman citizenship at that time, we don't understand. American passports does not have as much weight as the Roman passport in that day. Are you getting what I'm saying? As powerful as American passport is and how people want to convert it, is not nearly as powerful as a Roman passport in that in those days. Hmm? People would sell their families in order to acquire a Roman passport. Because that wasn't a country, that was an empire. Are you understanding? That was an empire. An empire that had many nations under it. So if you're a Roman by nature, you are above every single nation that is under the Roman Empire. You guys understand this? That's why if you study the book of Acts, you see that there are times when they arrest Paul. Paul, you say he's a Roman citizen. They will start to shake because they know that they are beneath the Romans. That's the way it was then. Every Roman citizen is greater than you. In fact, some of the soldiers that worked in the Roman army were not Roman citizens. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying? Some of the soldiers hmm, that worked in the Roman army were not Roman citizens. They were hirelings. Do you get my point? They didn't have any claim to the land. Paul had claim to the land of Rome. Is it making sense, people of God? 
Paul was a Roman. He was a Jew, but he was also a Roman. Do you understand it? It's like people today who have migrated three generations into Europe or America or wherever. Yes, if you trace their ancestry, you find out that, okay, this person is from this country, from that country. Hmm? But by now, they have the passport and they are a citizen of that land. So Paul had a lot to lose. Paul had everything to lose. Are you understanding? But Paul said, I counted all these things as loss that I might gain Christ. Do you guys understand it? In fact, let us read it in the Bible. Are we, are we ready to open our Bibles, people of God? Let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. And I'm going somewhere. And ultimately, this message is going to come down to every single one of us. Because there's something that I believe God wants us to learn. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, verse 3, are you there people of God, are you there people of God, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, I thought I'll start from verse 2, it says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation, for we are of the circumcision, who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Are you guys seeing this now? Paul is even saying that if any one of you think you have confidence, I have more than you. Are you guys seeing it? So I was not even wrong even saying that Paul had more to lose than everyone because here he said it. Are you guys understanding? Are you guys understanding? He said, if, every, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted as loss for Christ. Are you understanding? These things that were gained to me, I counted as loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Are you understanding? He's probably fool, people. He's probably fool. He's probably fool. This was an erudite man. Are you understanding? This was a man who was erudite. This was a scholar of scholars, a teacher of teachers. This was a, someone who was exposed. This was someone who had tasted money, who had tasted power, who had tasted influence. 
Are you understanding what I'm saying? Someone who had soldiers at his command. Is this true or is this false? Was he not taking soldiers with him when he was heading to Damascus? Are you understanding? Was that a powerless man? No, that was not a powerless man. That was a powerful man. He was a big boy. <laughs> Are you understanding? He was a big boy. For him to abandon all those things, it should make you ask, what did this person see that made him to look at all these things as loss? Are you understanding? Because on the outside, he looks as though he's a fool, but he's, he's not a fool. When Mark Zuckerberg was running around campus, running from house to house to house, looking for investors, didn't people call him foolish, I'm asking? Didn't people call him foolish? Did, did he not lose friends? Did he not lose any, a lot of things? But those things he lost, did he consider those things as gain or as loss, people of God? Did he consider those things as gain or as loss? As loss. Because there was something that he perceived. I understand. There's something he perceived that ah, is far more expedient than this thing that is in my hand. It's far more expedient. And actually, I don't mind losing this thing in my hand if it means I will claim that thing in front of me. And he didn't mind losing friends. He didn't mind losing time. He didn't mind losing sleep. He didn't mind losing, he didn't mind even missing out on school. Because he had seen something that was more valuable. Something that was more rewarding. Something that was far more expedient. Are we understanding people of God? Are we understanding? Because God is no fool. God is no fool. If he tells you to drop what is in your hand to pick up something else, I can promise you, I can promise you that something else is more valuable, huh? Is more valuable than that thing that you're putting down. Even if it doesn't appear so in the beginning, that thing that he's telling you to pick up is more valuable. In the grand scheme of things, that thing is worth so much more than that thing that you are putting down. But you see, the enemy will convince you like you are losing. Ah, it's a lie. Are you understanding? He will try to convince you. You can imagine the arguments that the devil was ministering in the heart of Paul. I'm sure we can now begin to put ourselves in Paul's shoes. Hmm? Imagine the kind of arguments that the devil must have been levying in the mind of Paul. It must have been great. Are you understanding? Someone who did not know what hunger is. Hunger is meeting him at every turn. Homelessness is meeting him at every turn. Not just that. A man of societal prestige is being flogged like a slave. Are you guys understanding? Either he's mad or he has seen something that you don't know. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Either he's mad or he has seen something that you don't know. Because nobody suffers for nothing. 
listen to me God is not for suffering I understand it that idea that God is for suffering is a dirty lie God is not for suffering God is for profit but the question you need to ask what kind of profit must this be that this kind of suffering can be considered as in fact I will suffer it twice are you understanding what I'm saying are you understanding what I'm saying you need to ask what kind of profit can this be that a person will allow them to tear his body apart and nail him on the cross is someone getting me I don't know if this thing is I don't know if you are getting this message this morning you need to ask what did this person see eh? that he was willing to trade away his body he was willing to trade away his life something that for most people that is our most prized possession what did he see that is more valuable than that are you understanding because God is not for suffering <laughs> God is not for suffering no 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 God is not for suffering and actually I'm going to make a write up today eh? I'll send it out this evening I'll write and I'm going to talk about a lot of things God is not for suffering that, that narrative needs to die in our minds because many of us when we think of God we think about suffering but we are greatly mistaken I understand it. We're greatly mistaken. Now, Fisa, when you start a business, don't you suffer the loss of that money you invested inside? Hmm? Hmm? Doesn't it pain you that your friends are buying rice, they're buying car, but you are investing in that business. Isn't it painful? Hmm? Isn't it painful? All your friends, they don't, they don't, the first money they made, they have bought car, they have bought house. Their first income, they've gone to Paris. They have opened Instagram page. Now put Flex Lord on the bio. Say your life is for Flex. It's not painful hmm? when you have invested that your money. It's painful. But is life for suffering, people of God? Is life for pain? Are you doing that to suffer? I'm asking. Are you doing that to suffer? That investment you made, are you doing it to suffer? No. No. You might suffer in that moment when you made that investment. But suffering is not the point. I want to tell us that every scripture, every word has two faces. So even when they say that man shall not live for gain, hmm, there's a way that same thing can be turned around. And I can tell you with certainty that man must live for gain. <laughs> Are you understanding? They say that Balaam brought the doctrine of gain. But if you really investigate, did Balaam bring a doctrine of gain? Hmm? Did Balaam bring a doctrine of gain? When a person lives a life to satisfy their appetites, is that really a life of gain? I'm asking people of God. Is that really a life of gain? If you're in a relationship with people 
and all you do is satisfy only yourself are you really living a life of gain or will you lose in the long run you have already lost even if the loss does not yet show you have lost are you understanding so Balaam didn't bring a doctrine of gain Balaam brought a doctrine of loss <laughs> are you seeing how the, the, the switch can flip in the twinkling of an eye Balaam brought a doctrine of loss big loss well in order to satisfy your appetite you can sell your kinsman no it's not gain it's loss is lost. Are you understand? Because with God, enjoyment is prepaid. With the devil, enjoyment is postpaid. Did you guys get that? With God, enjoyment is prepaid. With the devil, enjoyment is postpaid. Let me ask us a question for those who know a little bit about business. Which one did they charge you more? Prepaid or postpaid? Which one did they charge you more? Prepaid or postpaid? Postpaid. Postpaid always charges you more. <laughs> I understand it. Postpaid always comes with interest. God bless you. Depa is a very beautiful example. Ah, God delivered us from those people. They would just appear with. <laughs> I remember when we went to go and go and fight for a prepaid meter in the Nepal office. See people there, see people angry. A woman said, What do you mean? I have a room and parlor. How can you bring me a bill of 70,000 naira? Did God punish all of you here? Did God punish all of you? What, what can I use in my miserable apartment that will be 70,000 naira? Is the God punish all of you in this place? <laughs> I understand it. What what man of witchcraft are you guys carrying out in this in this God forsaken office? Eh? That my room and parlor will, will, produ- will produce a cost of seventy thousand. No, all of you, something must be wrong. At least with somebody, even if not all, but some one person here, all cannot be well with you. <laughs> that woman was right for sure because it made no sense. It made no sense. And what was the explanation? Oh, the way we do it, you know, we just calculate the general amount of light that was used in that vicinity and then we just, you know, do average, average and give people bill. Wow. That's what she said. The actual, the, the executive director of that particular disco, it was a woman, I saw her, she said it with her mouth. That that's how they calculate it. That because some people, because it's free light, they honor the AC, they honor the light in their compound, they burn everything, they don't ever manage it. So they drag the bill. So because of that, they just give an estimate for everybody. I understand. I mean, there's an argument they have, right? The argument is that because it's postpaid, you just eat anyhow. Because when you do something prepaid, do you eat it anyhow? For those who have left Nigeria and gone to UK and US and Canada, you don't unlight anyhow now. Is it, is it true or false? You don't unlight anyhow now. Fear of God will hit your soul. Fear of God will grip you to your bones. 
if someone just enters your house and on light you say my dear why do you on that light me that left that light off did god punish me eh? that you enter my house and on light did i tell you i'm not a creature of light me that i'm in darkness you think i don't have wisdom <laughs> did i tell you that my life is for suffering eh? that i'm in this darkness you think i'm choosing suffering is it that you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You think all is not well with me? Eh? That I've off my lights. You come here on this lights. You better be careful. <laughs> are you understanding? Because when you live life prepared, you are mindful of how you incur costs. Are you understanding? But when you are given a credit card, now when you go to buy anyhow, throw false. Throw false. You just use credit card. You you don't have income of hundred thousand. You use your credit card and I spend two hundred and fifty thousand. Now what for you now? <laughs> you guys understand what I'm saying? Listen, you can't talk about God without economics. The Bible is a, is a book of economics. If you pay attention, all their terminologies are economics, economics and and legal terms. So you have to understand economics to understand what the Bible is talking about. Are you understanding? Sin is postpaid. Hmm? Iniquity is postpaid. You will enjoy now. But after you finish eating this, this shrimp tempura, hmm? this lobster thermidor, when you have finished eating it, they will bring you the beer. Praise the Lord. They will bring the beer to you. Say, my dear friend, this is what you owe. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You must pay. You must pay. A life of sin is a life where we enter a restaurant. Hmm? We don't ask for how much this plate of rice is. You are reading a food that you cannot pronounce the language. The fear of God didn't catch you. Your mouth is paining you as you want to utter that food, the name of that food. Are you not afraid? With your food chest, you said, Give me two. In fact, give my, you know, give this one. Ah, uh, you didn't fear God. Food that you cannot pronounce. That should have been the first warning. Are you understanding? Because if you can't pronounce it, it means that it came from overseas. And if it came from overseas, you need to consider the present exchange rate. It must touch that food down. <laughs> it must touch the food. <laughs> you need to consider exchange rates. If that name is foreign, that food is foreign, and anything foreign, the economy has touched it. You need to fear God. <laughs> eh? And you tell them, just give me three plates without even asking for the price. And you eat and you take picture and post on Instagram and you flex what you haven't paid for. Hmm? They wrote there, A1 Prime Wagyu. They wrote it there, A1 Prime. Prime. They didn't say second place, they said Prime. The fear of God didn't come upon your soul. Prime. Uh -uh. Now what for you? You saw Prime, he didn't let you, that English did not touch you a little bit. Mm -hmm. You just they chopped the meat. For your mind, you think, nah, nah. how do they call the <laughs> error? How do they say to Yoruba, error? You think this is not an error? This is not error. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
This dog Malu. <laughs> this beef, not beef. It's beef. This beef. <laughs> this is beef. You have to put that. <laughs> Australian Angus. Brazilian prime cut, Japanese. Ah uh, ah, uh, don't you know that beef they get from Japan? They play classical music for their cows. Do you know that? First of all, their cows only five cows in like two acres of land. They play classical music for them. They massage their stomach. I'm not playing. Go and Google it. Ah uh, ah, uh. cow. Where did they play song where you know even if they listen to? They play classical music that that music actually reflects in the in, in, in the meat that you eat. They massage the cow, they rub the cow. Imagine four cows having like five, six acres of land, or I think it's like even 10 acres, if I'm correct. Eh? Say the God punish those people that they did that this thing like that, that you want to come there and eat that meat without asking the cost. Hmm? Eh? How that enjoys life more than you. Do you enjoy life like that? Who is massaging you with classical music and giving you ten acres of land? Are you eating life cow that is chopping life more than you? You're not afraid to go and pick that cow on the menu. Uh-uh. Fear God now. <laughs> Are you understanding me? <laughs> Fear God. Let the fear of God touch you for a moment. Are you understanding? The life of sin is postpaid. The devil never gives you the check. He presents you the enjoyment first, true or false. He tells you all the things you enjoy. That's why it looks like gain. Because he presents to you all the enjoyment first. But Christ, Christ gives you the check first. It might seem annoying, but believe me, it's better. Are you understanding? It's better. It's better. One day, Vanessa went to a restaurant. That restaurant offended my soul, actually. Yes, it offended my soul. Hmm? It offended my soul. Because when I went there, I saw the menu. I didn't really trust all the stuff that was there. So normally, when I don't trust the menu, I either order burger or pasta because you, you must be a wonderful restaurant if you can at least get that right. You understand what I'm saying? So as I ordered a very nice avocado salad and I ordered their burger. Hmm? I took a bite out of this burger. I called the waiter. I said, excuse me, my friend. This burger does not have seasoning. He said, let me go and meet the chef and tell him. He went to meet the chef. He said, sir, the chef says the burger has seasoning. I said, my friend, are you not hearing me? I said, this burger does not have seasoning. How can you come and tell me this? Is the chef in my mouth? Eh? Is the chef in my mouth? He said, sorry, sorry. I said, my friend, your sorry does not have substance. I need sorry that can touch my mouth. Are you understanding? No, I, when I read, I, <laughs> I don't play with my food, friends of God. No, I don't play with my food. <laughs> yes, the menu I went out last night. And as we're going to the menu, mm, 
the guy was telling me that the food is nice. She said to him, listen, if the food is not nice, don't tell my husband it's nice. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> when I went to a place, they brought one dry salmon. Dry salmon that was not very expensive. I said to the man, I said, hi, I need you to go and return this salmon to that kitchen and cancel this order. And I'm going to order again. And you will pay for this food that you brought. I'm not playing. The guy said, what, what? I said, go and call your manager. The manager came. I said, my friend, you see this salmon? This is a nonsense salmon, my friend. I cannot eat this. This dry fish for this price? No, you must take it and someone in your kitchen will eat this food. You give me your menu again. I'll find something else. Are you understanding? How can you give me dry fish? Now, if I need dry fish, would I not, would I not go to Balugu market and buy dry fish? Eh? We don't go to my 12. I came here. You can't give me dry fish now. No, you can't give me dry fish. It's not free. It's not a free service. You understand? So let everybody enjoy themselves. Let me enjoy you and you will enjoy me too. But you can't enjoy me and then I suffer. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. I will not even be helping your business if I don't call you out. So you can't enjoy the money that we paid and then I suffer in your place. I will now be smiling to appease you. It can never happen, my friend. I will die first. <laughs> <laughs> so that day when I ordered that burger that burger that does not have destiny he came to tell me that uh, the chef said it's seasoned Esther was just telling me just eat it just eat it you know don't let it spoil you just I said no problem no problem as I was eating it yeah It was manageable. It was not, it wasn't nice. It was manageable. Until they brought the bill for that useless burger. Until they brought the bill. Let's start to start begging me. She didn't even she didn't even need me to say anything. She just said this is so 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 That bugger was out. In fact, I was offended. <laughs> this was even beyond a bitter bugger. This was bugger that slapped my face. Ah I said, Esther, this is on you. This is not I can't even go that this is you because if you had left me. A different meal would have appeared on this table this night. Someone would have eaten that burger, not me. Eh? Not me. They can't enjoy me and then I suffer in their restaurant. And I'm now, ah, ah, no. No. And look at them smiling. Then that wonderful waiter was still coming to meet me for tip. I had to ask him, I said, ah, are you not afraid of God? You can see that your, your customer is having misery. You still want to enjoy me even further. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You still want to enjoy me further with the sorrows that I have. You want to add to it by still collecting more. <laughs> wow. I just gave him an eye that made him realize that he has, he's, he's in the wrong place. I said, thank you very much. Mm -hmm.
Thank you. Although it wasn't his fault, so I didn't really put it so much on him. But I still gave him that eye when he was come to. You know, the way they won't tell you give me tip, but they'll just be hanging around and doing some extra stuff, you know, so that you feel compelled. How can I tip you when you have you have punished me? Not save, you know, not save me. Why would I why why would that understand? And that's how it is with the devil. Eh? At least this one, it was bitter. The bread was the burger was bitter, but sometimes the burger that the devil will give you to eat, Jesus is Lord. The way to be sweet in your mouth, the joy will be great. Is that bill that will make that burger become bitter? <laughs> Are you understanding? Have you seen how the value, the 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 job, the job uh, <laughs> of a, of a momentary pleasure fades away? The moment the cost for it comes. Have you seen it before? Have you seen it before? I saw a video of one man. He was standing behind one woman and he touched her behind. Eh? And he touched her behind. The slap that she gave to him. The slap other people in that room began to give to him. I looked at this man. I said, wow. Was it worth it? <laughs> That guy collected like 40 slap that day because everybody in the room were just giving him their own bedroom. <laughs> I, I said, that pleasure that you caught for a moment, I, where is that pleasure now? <laughs> With all the slap that you're collecting like this, well, where, where, is, where is the pleasure? You understand? Indeed, Nafi said, the wages of his people. <laughs> he collected his salary. They paid him his salary in full. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil presents pleasure first and cost later. I understand. The devil presents pleasure first and cost later. Listen to me, people of God, and don't forget this. Hmm? Be afraid of any enjoyment that the bill is not clear for you to see. I understand it. Be wary of any enjoyment where the bill is not clear. There is a bill, my friends. There is always a bill. Are you getting me? Even with God, do you think God is really for free? I'm asking you a question. Do you think God is really for free? We say grace, grace, but do you think grace is for free? Do you think so? Do you think grace is really for free? The Bible says, freely have you received. Complete the second half. Complete the second half. Freely have you received. What's the second half, people of God? Freely you shall give. So the free, the Osho free that you collected, whose tab was it? Hmm? The Osho free, whose tab was it? Like who paid it initially? It was Jesus. But the Osho free that another person will collect, whose tab is it? Whose tab? It's your tab. <laughs> it's your tab. Are you understanding? 
as you have collected free rice you someone else must eat free rice on your head that's the law are you understanding as you don't collect free rice from heaven you will be the heaven someone must collect free rice from the bible says god will not forgive you if you don't forgive anybody are you understanding so you can't collect god's forgiveness and don't give god's forgiveness no 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 it doesn't work like that anything you collect there is a bill especially with spirits I don't want to press too much. I don't want it to be too much of a... I'm trying to keep the conversation very on earth. I don't want to fly too much. You understand? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't collect something from a spirit and you will not pay for it. No, it doesn't work like that. Nothing is really free. That grace you collect from God, hmm? that grace you will also give it to somebody else at your cost. You receive life at his cost. Someone else must receive life at your cost. Didn't all the disciples die for the sins of people? I'm asking. Didn't they die? Hmm? Didn't they lose their lives? Uh-huh. So, not only did they receive life, they also gave life. Because that's the way it is in, in the kingdom of God. I understand that. But God is not for suffering. I understand it. God is not for suffering. God is not for suffering. God is for profit. The suffering is but a bridge. It's not the destination. Anybody that begins to preach a gospel of suffering be the point. Tell them, my friend, you are wrong. God is for profit. Is there suffering on the part of this prophet? There must be. Can anything substantial be gained without a cost? Are you understanding? Can anything of great value be acquired without a cost? Certainly not. Certainly not. Because in business, is there only one capital you use? Or does your capital continue increasing and you are investing it back into the business? I'm asking. So you make 100,000 today. Hmm? Maybe 40,000 is your profit. A good businessman will take out of that profit and put back so that your inventory can increase, so that your income can increase. And that's how the capital keeps on increasing. And as the capital keeps on increasing, doesn't pay an increase because you are losing out on the opportunity to eat things with that money. I get my point. Because there are a lot of things you can do with that money, true or You can do a lot of things with that money. Are you understanding? But you suffer in that moment. Not because suffering is the point. Not because hunger is the point. But because of a gain that is involved. Because God is for profit. God is not for loss. Are you understanding? The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Was just Christ working to suffer or was he working for profit? Hmm? Was he working to suffer or was he working for profit? He was working for profit. All beings, God included, works for profit. The only issue is when the understanding of profit is warped. Are you guys following me, people of God? 
the only issue is when the understanding of profit is warped and the understanding of loss is warped because for Christ's point of view profit was the fact that we can be here today being changed as a result of his sacrifice ah he said my God I have gained a lot and God put that joy before him even the joy of being placed back at the right hand of his father he looked at it Kai is worth it because God is not for suffering man is not for suffering God didn't make man to suffer I understand it God didn't make man to suffer But if suffering is the means to that gain, suffer we shall. Are you understanding me? Suffer we shall. Suffer we shall. If I have to lose my sleep, if I have to miss out on some birthdays, some parties, are you guys understanding? Because you can't achieve anything great in life if you're not ready to accommodate some losses. Is it making sense? You can achieve anything great, anything substantial, anything worthwhile without being ready to accommodate some losses. Losses that are actually gains in disguise. Losses that are actually investments. Are you understanding? That's why a lot of people encourage in your 20s, your 30s, don't prioritize partying and flexing. Are you understanding? Because the strength you have at this time of your life, you won't have it again. And there's a way that you can walk in this time of your life that the latter part of your life will be relaxation. Or, or better said, ease. Are you understanding? Why should you be running from pillar to post at the latter part of your life? It's very difficult. It's very difficult. So you choose the suffering now. You choose the suffering now that you might acquire that gain that is in front of you. That gain which is Christ. Because God is not for suffering. And we as human beings, naturally, we gravitate towards where there is reward. True or false? True or false? True or false? Naturally, because God works for profit, we also work for profit. That's the human nature, because that's the godly nature. I understand it. Naturally. The only issue when the only issue is when our understanding of profit has been misconstrued. Because Esau believed that he was profiting by eating that stew. Are you understanding me? Esau believed it. Saul believed he was profiting when he was choosing to appease his men over obeying the voice of God. Are you guys getting my point? In that moment, he, he believed that he was gaining a profit. He believed that, ah, the joy of his men is most profitable for him. So Saul counted God as loss. <laughs> Are you guys understanding me? 
many a times we count God as loss. When we look at God, we say, ah, loss has come to me. We don't see that gain that is there waiting for us, waiting to be grabbed. Are you understanding? Because deep down, we as human beings walk for profit. We walk where there will be a reward because God also walks for profit. Are you understanding? He spoke creation into existence and he saw them bear fruit after their kind. And what did he call it? Ask him. After creation bore fruit after their kind, what did he call it? He called it good. Until creation brought forth a harvest of what was planted inside of it. Huh? God didn't call it good. Are you understanding? Because where there is no profit, there is no goodness as far as God is concerned. But the question is, what does profit mean to you? Is it making sense? What does profit mean to you? That's why he said, what does it profit you to gain the world at the expense of your soul? Do you see that that's a conversation on profit? People of God, do you see that in that place, he's talking about profit. Are you guys understanding? He said, what does it profit you? Because if really and truly you are about profits, are you sure that you know what you're doing? Because you say profit, sure, sure. Life is for profit, life is for gain. But have you looked very well? Is this really gain? Are you sure this is gain? You're gaining the world and losing your soul in the process. Are you sure this is gain? Or is this loss, very deep and dark loss? Dark loss. That's why I like movies where the bad guy dies. Especially when the bad guy dies very badly. Let me tell you, in Game of Thrones, though I won't recommend you watch it now because there's so much lewdness there. But I watched it at the time. There was a guy called Bolton. Hmm? He died in a gruesome way, but I was not satisfied, actually. I don't know whether it was evil in me that wasn't satisfied, but I wasn't satisfied with the way he died. I felt it was too quick. <laughs> I'll tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> when I watch some movies, where a person has done so much evil in a lifetime, and they just enter the person's room and just shoot them in the head. Ah, that's when I know that God is still at work in me. You understand? I know that God is still at work in me because the way they kill that person, I don't believe it's justified. No, I don't even think that's how it works. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. If to be honest, is that? Let's just say that God has changed me because in my own carnality, ah. You'll be alive for at least five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll feed you. I'll... Let me not talk like that. That's not good. <laughs> no, that's not good, people. Let's not say that. That's that's not good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I like when movies show that the wages of sin is death, and the wages of great sin is painful death. Those are the kind of movies we need to create. Are you understanding? I believe in such. Are you getting my point? I believe in such. 
I believe in such. I believe in such. Are you understanding? I don't have an issue in making a movie that talks about murder, prostitution, all those stuff. I don't have an issue with it. Because the Bible, does the Bible hide all those things I'm asking? Does the Bible hide all those things? Hmm? The Bible doesn't hide it. If you made a movie of the Bible the way it is, it's, it is very vulgar. That's just the truth. It is. Yeah. It is very vulgar. Because it, it, it made things very plain. If you made the, the Bible as it is, it's written 18. The only difference is, the Bible gives you the right perspective on everything. Are you understanding? The Bible gives you the right perspective on everything. Yeah, make a movie about drug dealers. Make a movie about the life they live. Great. But you need to show, eh? you need to show how such people will end. So that when the people finish watching that movie, they are cold in their heart. And if they considered going to bed with drugs, they would think twice. Is it making sense? But when you make a movie about drug dealing, and people watch the movie and they're thinking, my God, I want to be a narco, you know that that movie has lied. Because even narcos, they hate their life. They can't sleep well at night with a lot of things that they have done. They can't sleep well. And the worst part is, they don't know how to break out of that cycle. You know when a movie is evil, when you begin to look at the villain and you are grateful that the villain has won, you know that they are, being, they are poisoning your heart. Because that is a lie. Are you understanding me, people of God? That is a lie. Because life doesn't work that way. The evil man is not rewarded with good. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The evil man is not rewarded with good. He is rewarded with evil. And it's that evil that will teach him how not to continue in that path. But can I tell us something, people of God? Are you ready for heads to open, people? Are you ready? I do not miss my words. We are a wicked generation. We are a wicked generation. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? We are part of the reason why righteousness is not flourishing. Do you know why? Because we reward things that are not good. And the things that are good, we don't reward it enough. We don't honor it enough. We don't revere it enough. And we are part of the reason why the enemy can convince people in the path of good to believe that this path of good, of gain, is actually loss. Are you understanding me? Yeah. We are part of the reason why they believe that that path is gainful. We are lying to people and we are sending them to their graves for the sake of our entertainment. Even though it's entertaining and I laughed at it at one point, but that particular gentleman that is always making jokes, oh my come ah, how are you there? Give you account, baby girl, mm, sexy. 
What kind of discipleship is that? Think about it. Do you want your children to grow up in that mentality? No, tell me now. Tell me, people of God. Tell me. Do you want your children to grow up with that mentality? Do you want your daughters to look at that as a way of life? Hmm? Where your daughter, a man, will come and grab a bomb and say, just calm down, I'll credit you three million, and that's it. Is that what you want for your daughter? Is that the kind of son you want to have? Hmm? Is it? But that's part of the reason. You are part of the reason why such a person believes that he's in the right. I understand. Already the devil is deceiving people. Understand something. The path of righteousness is expensive. Do you get my point? There is no path that won't cost you. No path. But we have convinced people with our patronization that that path they are going on is the most rewarding. Are you getting my point? Now you have young girls today who, who can't sing any song until they are waking lost inside of men. Is this true or is this false? Is this true or is this false? They can't sing a song until they move their bum up, they move their waist, until they wear half clothes. They can't sing a song. And we're part of the reason why they are convinced that doing otherwise does not pay. And you have men who can't sing a song until they live fake life, presenting money they don't have, presenting cards they don't have. It's not stupid. You can't rent a car that you can't afford to make a music video. Are you not a fool? Hmm? Chain that you can't buy. Eh? House that you can't afford. Talking about a life that you don't live. Selling dreams that you don't even, that is not even your life. Awakening greed in people. that be the future and guess what we are paying for their concerts are you understanding we are paying we are streaming their songs so every month when money is coming to the account that reward convinces them that they are in the right because man lives for profit are you getting my point wherever there is profit is where a person gravitates towards if there was no profit there, they won't go there. And we're part of the reason why there is profit, why they are going there. Because we have made it profitable for them. Look at Big Brother. Pornography. It has always been pornography. Always. 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 Now, even the screening process of Big Brother has now become corrupt. It was already a funny show, but now, they will not hire you until you have big bum bum, until you're a man with chest and six pack. Are you getting truffles? Truffles. Because they need something that will catch the eye of the audience. Now it's even worse. They now give some of their people scripts. You will sleep with this person, you will do this with this person so that people's eyes can be glued. 
and such a person a girl who on a normal day your life cannot be anything so long as you are in this part she will go into the house and come out she has a million followers she cannot buy house she cannot buy car How do you want to convince that kind of person that that part is a part of death when you have made it so rewarding for her? Are we understanding people or not? Evil thrives in a society where bad things are overly rewarded and good things are not rewarded enough. Did you hear me, people of God? Did you hear me? Evil thrives in a society where bad things are overly rewarded and good things are not rewarded enough. Should I show us in scripture? show us in scripture let me show you because if you have understanding you'll find everything you need written in the bible hallelujah let us open our bibles to second corinthians chapter 11 second corinthians chapter 11 Second Corinthians chapter 11. Are we there? Are we there? Second Corinthians 11, are we there? To give us context, in this chapter, Paul is talking about the Corinthian church following new shepherds, right? He's talking about the Corinthian church following new shepherds. Not only were they following new shepherds, they began to mock Paul. <laughs> Are you understanding? Not only were they following new shepherds, they began to mock Paul. Tell me why they were following those new shepherds and why they were, ask me why they were following those new shepherds and they were mocking Paul. Ask me why. Those new shepherds, they had Range Rovers. They wore the beautiful suits. They were very eloquent. Their hair was jerry curled. They had all the money. I understand. They looked like it was they were more rewarding and they started looking down on paul who paul sometimes will come there with big sickness that physically he will be a liability to them so they began to look down on paul they began to dishonor paul they began to give everything they have to those what paul called super apostles are you understanding they started carrying those super apostles on their head and Paul they began to mock him short man with big nose whose leg is even crooked who is a stammerer I hope you are aware that Paul could not speak well do you know Paul couldn't speak well 
he could write well, but he couldn't speak well. <laughs> I don't understand it. Paul could write well, but he couldn't speak well. That's why he was always talking about orators and people said, but he said it's not in fanciful speech, but it's in the Holy Spirit and power. And you understand? He said the gospel is not preached with speech, but the Holy Spirit and power. Because in that time, there was what you call fanciful, fanciful speech. Many people were orators. They knew how to speak because back then, what, you know, when a people have dealt with basic animal needs, like food, clothing, and shelter. Food, clothing, and shelter is not so valuable as knowledge. I hope you guys know that. Because once you've sorted out how you eat, where you sleep, all that stuff, you now know that knowledge is more valuable because knowledge is what brings these things. So they begin to place greater priority on knowledge, on exploration, on education. So the Greeks and the Romans were at that point in their society where knowledge was now the most valuable thing. So anybody who has a brand new knowledge, they will listen to you. And if you want them to really listen to you, you have to come and talk in a way that commands authority. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? You have to talk in a way that commands authority. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with being an orator, okay? Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with knowing how to speak properly. But in those days, people use that to bamboozle others and use it to drag you to the wrong path. And sadly, the people were rewarding those people more. Are you guys understanding my point? Are you understanding my point? Now, let's read 2 Corinthians 11 from verse 5 based on the context I've given to you. In fact, let me read it in the, in the NIV so that the English can be, can be easy for us. Amen? And I don't mean any insult. <laughs> but sometimes NKGB can turn the head, right? Hmm? Let's read it in NIV. Amen? Amen? Are you all listening? 2 Corinthians 11 verse 5 says, I do not think I am in the least inferior to those super apostles. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? He said, I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. He said, was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel to you free of charge? Paul should just come to 2023 and see what they saw for 2023. Are you guys understanding? No, look at it. It's so clear. <laughs> he said, Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you 
by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you. And when I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. I have kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the regions of Achaia will stop this boasting of mine. Why? Because I do not love you, God knows that I do. And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground on from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. People of God, are you understanding what's happening here? Are you understanding what's happening here? Paul was being looked down upon because he came to them in illness. He came to them in infirmity. And he wasn't even charging them. I want to ask you a question. What will make Paul make that statement? Is it because I came to you free of charge? What will make him make that statement? What will make him make that statement? Concerning the super apostles he's talking about here. What will make him make that statement? Yeah. Those super apostles were charging them. Charging them heftily. And they believe just because this person is charging $1,000, $2,000, that person is the... <laughs> Are you understanding? That one that has used, has scammed you to... Let me not say that. That's too heavy a word. Because I'm still going to talk about that. Hallelujah. But that person has charged you for the gospel. Has bought Range Rover with your money. Now, he's not using that Range Rover to oppress you now to convince you that he's more than you. And that's the person, the person that is stepping on you, that's the person you put your shirt on the ground for them to walk on. That's the person all your honor goes to. Hmm? What you want to talk about who your man of God is, is that one. <laughs> but the one in the corner, hmm? that comes in infirmity, comes in weakness, that will come to your house at 2 a.m. to solve a fight between you and your husband or you and your wife. That one, you never talk about that one publicly. In fact, in public, you look at that one and say, this is my guy. Huh? You even rub your hand on, on that one and say, say now nah, my guy be this. And then that one, hmm, that is collecting everything from you, you say, ah, this is my father in the Lord. <laughs> Are you understanding? Is it, is it too raw for us or should I turn it down? Hmm? Should I turn it down? Super Apostle is a mockery hmm, that Paul used um, in Kirika. Super Apostle is a mockery. 
do you understand? Is a, a mockery. He's saying to you that this person you are calling super is not really super. Are you getting the point? So that was super is a, is, is a mockery. Now let's look at what he says in verse 16. Because sometimes a person can carry themselves in humility hmm, that you think they don't know what they're worth. And it's a shame hmm, that they have to be moved to show you what they're worth. Not for their own gain, but for you not to suffer loss by believing that these other people are the ones with the value. Is it making sense? Because Paul here is not fighting for his own glory. I hope you understand. I understand. Paul here is not fighting for his own glory. He's fighting for the safety of those people who are about to be misled by others because they believe those others are more valuable. So the only reason why he's communicating his value to them boldly is for them to, to not be misled and believe that those ones huh, are of greater value. Are you guys enjoying this context I'm giving to us? Hmm? Now, based on that context, let's read what he says hmm? in verse 16. He says, I repeat, let no one take me for a fool. But if you do, then tolerate me just as you would a fool so that I may do a little boasting. So he's saying here that to boast is foolishness. And anyone who boasts is a fool, but for this moment, tolerate it so that I can pass a point across to you. Are you guys understanding that? Are you understanding that? Because in that time, many people were boasting. Boasting about their car, their private jets, their five, their house in Bahamas, their house there. Boasting. And that boast, made people to believe, hey, this one is the authentic one. Whereas, the one who really has the inheritance of light is there, sick and hungry. And you think that this one is... Uh, uh, Alright. But you getting the point. They moved Paul to the point where Paul had to boast. And he didn't just boast for his sake. He boasted for their sake. Do you understand? And I'll get somewhere because when I get to that place, there will be tears. Do you guys understand me? Yeah. There will be tears. I'm getting somewhere. He said, in this self-confident self boasting, I am not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool. Do you guys understand that? Hmm? He said, in this self-confident boasting, I'm not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool. Because he's only a fool that boasts. Is it making sense? Is it making sense? Please respond. If you don't respond, I won't continue. It's a conversation I'm having with you people. So you need to respond. And then I proceed. Huh. So he said, in this self-confident boasting, I am not talking as the Lord would, but as a fool. Since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or slaps you in the face. 
So those super apostles, they were dealing with the church severely. But they believed, surely, 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 for someone to deal with me like this, for them to slap me like this, for them to charge me like this, they must be the real ones. Because this one who is coming, giving everything for free, giving his time, giving his energy, this can't be the authentic one. Because uh, uh, if something is great, it must come with, with uh, bragado now. So this one that doesn't have bragado, this guy is the inferior one. The one who has bragado, this is the superior one. <laughs> yes. So this one that has Range Rover, who tells me to say, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, face are you understanding? The world has not moved an inch. I wish Paul could come to 2023 and see what's going down here. It, 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 it will surprise him, people of God. It will surprise him. Well, he wouldn't. But it will surprise him to think that, ah, the same issue has continued for 2,000 years. 2,000 years, 2,000 years. He's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'll continue reading. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or slaps you in the face. To my shame, I admit that we were too weak for that. That statement I read is why I screamed. I don't think you understood what I just said or what Paul just said here. He said, to my shame, I admit that we were too weak. Do you, do you guys understand what he said? He was too weak to treat you like that. He didn't have enough strength for that kind of evil. No, he was too weak. He, was, he, con he didn't consider himself high enough to treat you that way. He was too lowly in heart to treat you like that. He was too weak. Are you understanding? Because the strength that God gives to a person is not to tear others down, but to lift them up. If your strength tears down, that's not the strength of God. No, that's not the strength of God. Because the strength of God is made perfect in your weaknesses. And every day you stand, you stand knowing that it's God's grace that has kept you. You stand knowing that it's God's grace. You're not better than anyone. It's God that is making you stand as you are standing. Is God and a person who knows they stand because of God. There's a way they'll talk. There is humility that will be present in every word, knowing fully well that even they need the message that they are preaching. I understand what I'm saying. He said, We're too weak to treat you like that. I'm sorry. If that's what you think is strength, ah, we don't have strength then. Paul <laughs> was an intelligent man. Are you guys understanding this writing? Isn't it deep? Are you guys enjoying these Corinthians? Are you, enjoying, I, I, are you seeing it in a new light? God bless you, Nafisa. The depth of knowledge is showing. Yeah, you, you're not seeing that this is a man of knowledge now. Are you understanding? I continue. He said, to my shame, I admit that we were too weak for that. For those who just joined, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Right now, we're in verses 21. 
he says to my shame i admit we were too weak for that whatever anyone else dares to boast about and i am speaking as a fool i also dare to boast about are they hebrews so am i are they israelites so am i are they abraham's descendants so am i are they servants of christ i am out of my mind to talk like this but i am more are you guys understanding he said i am more look this you cannot be humble unless you have something to be proud of there is no humility unless you know your worth unless you have what you can be proud of there's no humility without a full knowledge of your value of your worth the fact that a person is not presenting it to your face does not mean it's not there but when he saw that these people were losing sight of his worth and it's not because he needed them to see it but he needed them to see it because they will reject the message that was salvation for them and they will follow others so he had to let them know his worth not for his sake but for their sake are you understanding are you understanding are you understanding so he was being a fool for the moment so that their eyes can be open he said are they servants of christ I am actually out of my mind to talk like this, but I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in open sea. I have been constantly on, on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and I have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. Are you guys understanding? Are you understanding? Are you understanding? In case you don't know, it's after this chapter, Paul started talking about the thorn in his flesh. Should we continue? Hmm? Should we continue? Should we read? Should we read the Bible today? Should we, should we read the Bible today? Let's enter to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's enter to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 
the church had pushed him to a point where their dishonor for him had to force him to let them know why he should be honored. Not for his sake, but for their sake. Because the people they are giving honor to, there is loss there. Because it's actually a sad thing for you to tell a person your worth now, isn't it? Isn't it sad? It's a bitter thing now. True or false? A king that has to say I'm a king is not a king, he has lost it. And sometimes people push a person to that point where they have to remind you, ah, am I not your father? Am I not your mother? Have you forgotten? I understand it. They don't need to have to say it. Sometimes we push people to that point where they have to say it, where they have to do like that. I understand it because the false evaluation you have made of such people made it very hard for them to walk the path of truth. Are you understanding me? I continue reading. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Understand now, he first of all talked about what he suffered physically. Now in this chapter 12, he's not talking about things he has experienced in the spirit as a result of his calling and ordination. He said, I must go on boasting Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ, he's talking about himself, who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. That means that experience was so vivid that he cannot tell you whether he was inside of his body or he was outside of his body. Because remember I told us, where consciousness. Are you getting my point? And it's the consciousness that has experience. So there are encounters you can have of the realms of the spirit that, you, that is so vivid. You'll be asking, was it really a dream or what? Because it was too vivid, it was too real that you don't know whether you were inside of your body or whether you were outside of your body. Amen. He said, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. Are you guys seeing the weight of this man's wisdom and his rhetoric? Are you, are you seeing it? Is he impressing you? Is he impressing you? Are, you? are you hearing Paul? This is an intelligent man. This is a knowledgeable man. This is, this is a powerful man. He said, even if I should choose to boast, just like Jesus Christ. Are you understanding? Just like Jesus Christ. Don't think that I'm kneeling down is because I'm powerless. 
You only have power because my father has given it to you. Hmm? Yeah. So don't think that as I'm here, I'm here because I'm hopeless. I'm not. Actually, I'm the one in charge. I'm kneeling down because I've manipulated you to kill me so that by my death I can save billions. So I'm the one manipulating you. You have pride. So when I spoke in a way that triggered your pride, you acted and murdered me. I murdered myself through you. <laughs> Are you understanding? Nobody killed Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ killed himself. Do you get my point? Nobody killed him. He killed himself. No, he said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I will pick it back up again. So nobody killed Jesus. He killed himself. He said things that he knew would make them assassinate him, and he said it anyway. Are you, are you understanding? He laid his life down. He was not murdered. It was self-sacrifice. You get my point? It was self-sacrifice. He made a bold statement. He said, he said, I don't make I don't make testimony of myself. It's my father who testifies of me. But even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. Don't you know that scripture? Someone post it for us in case some people don't know. He said, even if I make witness of myself, my witness is true. Because there's one inside who testifies of me. In one place he said, I don't witness for myself. It's my father that witnesses for me. But he now said, even if I witness for myself, I know where I'm from. I can witness to myself. <laughs> because my witness is not a witness of one. It's a witness of two. So when I talk, it's not just me talking. It's my father talking. So if I tell you that I am the door, I can witness for myself. Because when I say that I am the door, I'm not just speaking about myself. I'm speaking of my father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 6. Even if I should choose to boast... I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain to do so so that no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Did you guys get that? So he was actually downplaying himself in their eyes. Do you get my point? The super apostles were overplaying themselves. They presented themselves as men of grandeur. Telling you, yo, this is why you must honor me. Why you must... They presented themselves with package. Convincing you through their words and actions why they are the authentic ones. Whereas Paul was saying, in fact, I let you know more of my weaknesses eh, so that you don't think me more than what I am. And that you now become a snare to me. Are <laughs> you understanding? Even, even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger of Satan to torment me. Some people will say that it was a sickness that Paul had throughout his ministry. Are you guys aware? 
that Paul that was healing many people and raising many dead was plagued with illness. Do you guys know that? Do you know? That Paul was plagued with illness. Do you know? Imagine someone come to pray for you, them, they're coughing. They have, they're going to the toilets. They can barely get out from their bed. Can you think about it now? <laughs> it's very deep, my friends. Of course, if it is partly why they look down on him. Because he wasn't driving Range Rover. He was coming to preach to them on Okada. Are you understanding? The truth is the truth. Is the truth. Many of you that are here today, if I was a skinny boy who, whose mouth is whose his voice is quiet, tiny, eh? If only I had one t-shirt, you would not be here now. That's just the truth. I think I don't know. I know now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's actually because of the foolishness of men that God made me comely physically speaking. Because men are foolish. And in order to help people, He made me have a comely appearance. Because had it been otherwise, there would be a lot of mockery. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Because if a man of God comes on Okada, hmm? if a man of God comes on Okada, you will not value what he has to say. You wouldn't. And our foolishness has actually Cost many people into that temptation. I told us when I get to the point I'm getting to, we won't, we won't be in repentance because we are so quick to talk. You know, last week I talked a bit about them. I didn't talk about us. You thought that oh, it just be that people. Hallelujah! You should know me by now. <laughs> you should know me by now. Everybody collects. Praise the Lord. Everybody collects. Everybody collects. Hallelujah. The evil was seeing the church today. If you think you're not a part of it, you are you're a liar. You're a part of it. You are part of that reason. Are you understanding? We are part of the temptation that people face to walk the path of iniquity. We are part of it. We are part of it. Do you understand? We are part of it. As if I came to you with body odor hmm? and my shirt looked dry. You can't listen to what I'm saying. Are you understanding? Are you understanding? Some of you, you won't attend a program if that program is not in a particular kind of place. A prestigious hall with full decor and lights. If it's not there, you will not come. And then you add to the voice of the enemy that is already in that person's heart. Yeah, you will add to that voice. 
understand it. To not make them to want to live like that. Because when they came in the spirit of humility, we salted them. I told you that story two weeks ago of that my lovely pastor friend who was counseling a couple for four years set to fight after fight after fight after fight he told me he would go to the house at two in the morning to set to fight so one day the husband gave him a gift of three thousand dollars he just said mm. his, his heart was not at peace so he kept it in a safe as it was that's how one day he went to go and settle fight between the two of them and in that moment the wife was at fault and then she now said to him are you siding him just because he gave you money ah When he was telling me this story, his eyes was almost in tears. He switched. I saw him relieve that moment when he was telling me the story. He was relieving the pain of that moment. He said, he looked at them, how dare you? How dare you? Your miserable money. First of all, do I look like I'm hungry? And if I was going to charge you for my labor, do you think it's worth $3,000? You, you, you must be the wonderful fellow. <laughs> no. must be a wonderful fellow. You have to be a wonderful fellow. Because if I was going to charge you, do you think it's $3,000 I'll charge you? All this labor that I've put in your life, $3,000. People of God, do you know why God doesn't charge for his things? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you want to know why? Because if you put a price on it, you'll be too broke to afford it. You'll be too broke, you can't afford it. You are too poor to pay for it. You are too poor. You are too poor. And that's why he's angry when people put a price. Because you make them believe that it's $10,000. How dare you? How can you say this is $10,000? What liar are you? No, you can't afford it. Even if they put $100,000, that person has still lied. That person has lied. Because the one who has $100,000 will believe, yes, I have enough money to buy the kingdom. May such a person perish with their money. And the one who put that price, may that person also perish. Uh, they will perish with it. Hmm? Because if God were to put a price, You are breathing every second. Every second you are breathing. You can live almost a month without food. You can live about seven to nine days without water. 
You can't go five minutes without air. Understand? You can't go five minutes without air. The thing that is most expensive is the cheapest. If God put a price on your breath, are you not finished? Hmm? Are you not finished? If you put a price on your breath, are you not finished? You're all finished. You are too poor to live. You are too poor to live. If God put a price on this breath that you are breathing in every moment, you are too poor to live. Everybody will die within the hour. That's why God is called breath. He's called wind. You can't afford it. Yet it's the thing you need the most. And out of love and pity for humanity, he gives it. And then a fool will put a price and then a fool will pay thinking they have bought it. Both people are fools. Huh? And they are fooled themselves. Yeah, they are both fooled themselves. Understand it. If you put a price in the mind, because you are too broke to afford it. If that man of God came on Okada, he will mock him. That's the one you'll be rubbing his head when he's talking. Hmm? He will rub his head and say, hey, my, my boy. Hmm? But the one that comes in Red Rover, that's the one you kneel down when they enter. I understand it. You kneel down for that one when that one enters. Are you not part of the temptation that that one on Okada is facing? Are you not part of the temptation you are part? And when God is flogging him for his failure, because he also has to face that temptation and deal with it, but you who have been the Satan in that person's life, you collect your flogging too. Or you think it's only them that will flog? No, you will be flogged as well. Believe you me. Believe you me. You will be flogged. Because you are you are you are you are a tempter as well. We have been tempters. And this particular man, you need to see where he carries himself. This person I'm telling you about. Dr. J, am I lying? Hmm. Am I lying about this particular man of God? The way he carries himself, if you are a fool. You can easily dishonor him. You can easily dishonor him. Easily. Easily. Because you come and sit down in your house. I remember last year, one of our friends had a birthday. Doctor, did you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Pimo. Verify what I'm saying. Is it true or false? That the way he carries himself, it's very easy for you to be a fool. Eh? It's very easy for you to be a fool and just act anyhow. So easy. So easy. One of my friends had a birthday last year. If you were there now, if you'll see, you were there. At that birthday last year, 
He came. He didn't even have seat. He went to the end of the room and, and he was sharing seat with one girl at the back at the back of the room. We said, oh, come and say, no, no, I'm okay. And he sat down there. In fact, when he was talking, one, one wonderful girl started cracking one joke and then silenced his voice and shut him up. Well, I had to say, keep quiet. Let pass. He said, don't worry, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry. I'm okay, I don't need to finish what I said. You see, when God, you see, like you, at least you can see that there's evidence. Look, when God was there, she was sitting down beside him. Hmm? He was giving his, his speech, talking. Someone interrupted him. And uh, they started to talk over him. Assuming he came in with five security, would anybody dare say a word? Are you understanding? Would anybody dare say a word? They won't say a word. But he came in very humbly. Removed his jacket, sat down, ate with us, laughed with us. Someone who was older than everybody in that room. In the work of God, far more experienced, far better track record. As a man of a family, more than everybody there. His last child is about 14 years old. So you're not talking about someone who is a child. And he sat down there. You call him, you even embarrass you. You say, ah, how are you, sir? Good afternoon, sir. I say, what do you mean by this? What? You're not calling me, sir. You tell you, please, please, please. What's all this, sir, you're calling me? <laughs> but he will call you, sir. But he tell you, don't call him, sir. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you are a fool, you would, you would act anyhow with him. And many people have been fools. Are you understanding? Involved in people's lives. He knows their houses. He knows their houses. He knows their houses. And they know his house. Hmm? Birthdays, weddings. Burials, naming ceremonies, name it. He's there. He wedded me and Esther, by the way. He wedded me and Esther. And he was the one that dedicated Bethel. He was in the church. You were here now two weeks ago. I just called him. Seven in the morning. He picked up. What was his first? He said, Hey, man of God, how are you? You said, You'll be a fool. You say, Yeah. He's calling me a man of God. So, you know, I'm a senior in the spirit. <laughs> ah, we can be fools, people of God. Yeah, we can be fools. Yeah, we can be fools. And in our foolishness, we, we, we add to the snare of the father. And we become part of a reason why there's iniquity with the clergy. Yeah, we become part of the reason. That man, Based on what he has faced with people, he has every reason hmm, to, to become very conceited and treat everybody like trash. I promise you, he has every reason. He does. That's to tell you, that's, that's a man of God. Because if it's about over-familiarity, people have done it. But yet, 
he didn't change his way because he knew that this is the way that brings about the most profits. Are you understanding? Yeah. Because you have to be people's friend. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be. And if you can no longer be their friend and come down to earth, you can't have impact. And he counted all those prestige, all those things as loss. But if you hang around it long enough, from time to time, in case you want to be a fool, he will remind you. He will remind you, just in case your head is not correct, you are forgetting ways. He will remind you for your sake. Because before you know it, now you turn him to a... And you see, that's the foolishness we have. May God deliver us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll continue reading. I'll continue reading. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 7, I read, Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. On my wedding day, there was traffic getting to my venue. Pastor Mo packed his BMW to climb bike to get to my wedding. I just, just, I just say it. <laughs> and I was late. <laughs> and he began to beg people on my behalf for coming late. Who was there that can testify of what I'm talking about? How you began to plead with people when we, me and Esther got there late? Who was there? I understand it. You understand it? He was begging for us because people don't vex for us actually. We kept waiting for like two hours. We got there late actually, and there was actually traffic. That day there was some evil traffic that even the chairs and stuff for our wedding came late. So the chairs that was meant to be used for the blessing ceremony, we didn't have. We had to use like plastic chairs that were there. The chairs we paid for, we couldn't even use it. But it's be thank God that this is the is the is the marriage is the marriage that's important. <laughs> <laughs> it was only in the reception that the stuff came, but for the for the for the wedding itself, we had to use plastic chairs. But we, we blessed the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse eight. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness." 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now listen to what he said in verse 11. I have made a fool of myself, but you drove me to it. Did you guys hear that? The fool of himself he's talking about is him letting them know his pedigree. He considered it to be a foolish thing for him to have to tell them because they have to be blind for them not to see it. I understand it. He said, I have made a fool of myself, but you drove me to it. I ought to have been commended by you, but I am not in the least inferior to the super apostles, even though I am nothing. I want to ask you a question. Why would he say, I ought to have been commended by you? What would make him say that? What would make Paul say that? I ought to have been commended by you. What would make Paul say that to them? No, think about it very well. What would Paul say to them, I ought to have been commended by you? Yeah, they are dishonor. Yeah, dishonor. That's to tell us that the poor were revering now. They were dishonoring him then. Are you getting it? The poor that we're all looking at now as holy and mighty, they were dishonoring him. Hmm? They were looking down on him. They saw him finish. Are you understanding? They saw him finish. They were looking down on him. They had to tell them, I ought to have been commended by you. Understand the fact that he didn't, like I said in what is it last week? Jesus Christ said a prophet is not without honor except in his own home. Meaning that he knew that he was deserving of honor, even though he did not demand it, even though he was willing to walk despite it and we should learn from this we have to also learn how to walk even when honor is not given are you guys understanding what even when honor is not given but where honor is due give it is it making sense that nonsense teaching of anywhere they don't value you leave If that was the case, would God not have abandoned every one of us? Have you valued God? How many times have you considered God as lost? If that teaching of anywhere they don't value you leave, God would have left all of us actually. Because in many ways, God was not valued. We valued other things. So if that teaching was true, we we would have all been finished. Walk and do what is right, even when honor is missing. But as for you, where honor is due, give it. Are you understanding? Where honor is due, give it. 
said in verse 11, I ought to have been commended by you, for I am not in the least inferior to the super apostles, even though I am nothing. I persevered in demonstrating amongst you the marks of a true apostle, including signs, wonders, and miracles. How were you inferior to the other churches, except that I was never a burden to you? Forgive me this wrong. Maybe if I had burdened you, you would have looked at me differently. <laughs> this is Roger is giving. He said, forgive me for not having burdened you. Verse 11. Now I am ready to visit you for the third time. And I will not be a burden to you because what I want is not your possessions, but you. After all, children. Children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. So I will very gladly spend for you everything I have and expend myself as well. If I love you more, will you love me less? Be that as it may, I have not been a burden to you. Yet, crafty fellow that I am, I caught you by trickery. Did I exploit you through any of the men I sent to you? I urged Titus to go to you and I sent our brother with him. Titus did not exploit you, did he? Did we not walk in the same footsteps by the same spirit? Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? Have we, have we, we have been speaking in the sight of God as those in Christ. And everything we do, dear friends, is for your strengthening. Why I'm afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be. And you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again, my God will humble me before you. And I will be grieved over many who have sinned earlier and not repented of the impurity, sexual sin, and debauchery in which they have indulged. End of reading. Do you guys feel the weight of that scripture? Did you feel the weight of that scripture? Feel the weight. Feel the weight. Pray that God delivers every one of us here from the spirit of sea finish. Pray that God delivers you from sea finish. Is a problem. Is a problem. Is a problem. Pray that it delivers you from sea finish. Pray God deliver me from the spirit of sea finish. Sea finish. We tempt people. What's the path of evil? Those people, they will have their cross to carry and they will have to face the judgment seat of God. But we who were part of the temptation, eh, we will face our own. 
the Sunday. Because we're so happy to hear, yes, people who are charging are thieves. What about the place where we force people to charge because no one thought that what they were doing was deserving of money? Huh? How about that part? Where someone who abandoned means of livelihood, abandoned so many financial opportunities and labor for souls to, to, to rise. And then all the money were given it to Davido and Ashake and P-Square. Why wouldn't they wake up one day and say, you know what? Let me show them what it's worth. I understand. I understand. So this corruption in the church, hmm? where the gospel is being peddled like bread, can you see that we're part of it? Hmm? Can you see that we're part of it? We're part of it. We're a big part of it. We play a powerful role. We play a powerful role. Especially because all those super apostles who have also lifted them up. So the ones who are now authentic, your actions have made them to believe that they are fools. And the path they are walking on is only loss, 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 loss. There is no gain. Now your actions are not in temptation. People of God, have I told you a lie? that even some of those people now they will manage and just get a small car you never say ah, ah pastor is driving Mercedes now wow <laughs> evil thrives in a society where bad people are overly rewarded and good people are not rewarded yeah. Yeah. As terrible as the Western world is, hmm, they understand this to a degree. They understand it. They always go to schools and look for all these professors who are at the verge of, of groundbreaking research. When they find those professors, even those students that are at the verge of groundbreaking research, what do they do? I'm asking. What do they do? Tell me, what do they do? tell me we don't know you don't know all these archaeologists that have you know yeah they found the research they found it they found it are you understanding the funding is the reward for that labor 
to encourage them that continue in this path. But imagine if the whole society left those people to just suffer for themselves. Would they continue? Would they leave it and go and be selling bread? They would leave it now. Do you understand? Because how will we know about oil and gas? How will we know about fossil fuels? How will we know about um, new forms of, of power generation if those people had to be going about worrying about how they would eat rice every day? You guys understand my point. So as a, as a society, as a society, those people who were going to contribute a lot, they made sure that there was reward for it. So even the West understands this even more than Africa. That's why some things have worked for them. They have advanced in some things. Now you understand it. And it's not just about church. Even in marriage. Because human beings are for profit. God is for profit. All of creation works for profit. You understand it? And that's how the enemy can ensnare people by confusing them as to what profit means. Today you have women who look at childbirth as something disgusting. Am I telling a lie? Am I telling a lie? They look at childbirth as disgusting. They look at raising their children, educating their children as disgusting. Do you want to know why? Because men have not rewarded that honest labor. You have a woman who had a very promising career. She was willing to sacrifice it so that eh, the home can be raised. And what's the reward he gives to that woman? He carries a young girl that is fresh out of poverty. Fresh out of poverty. And he goes to sleep with her. And everything the wife asks for, he gives to that child of a girl. Ah, ah. Won't you add to the devil's voice in her head, telling her that she's a fool? to that voice now because all your reward is being given to that little girl that knows nothing about sacrifice all she can do is chop life but sacrifice doesn't mean anything to her you give all that you have to that girl that child are you not part of the reason why women are leaving the home for your part because the home is not a problem. Women don't have a problem doing all those things. No. It's when there is no reward. When it doesn't seem profitable. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? But now, because men have showed that they are not trustworthy and the woman cannot feel safe with you in power she has to fight to become a powerful person too because you have disempowered her you have not acted like a truly powerful person 
because a powerful person gives power to people but instead you have taken power from her hand now she has to be a CEO because she doesn't believe that if she doesn't sit on that chair how can I say it she doesn't believe that she will be represented if she doesn't sit on that chair are you understanding a good king when he reigns everybody feels represented and actually they will not need to sit on the chair because they can see that every decision made by that chair is made on their behalf so actually not only is the king ruling but everybody is ruling through and with the king I'm understanding but now because men are ruled poorly women now have to collect that position now you have cheated them by taking power that was theirs all along. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And on the flip side, woman, you find a man of honest gain. He might not have much, but he's not a thief. Not a thief. He's not a thief. He lives life honestly. You shame him because he can't buy you that car. And you leave him from some stupid boy who has more money but no principles. That you now go and marry that stupid boy, you still be calling that old man to cry to him. You don't say this stupid boy is your husband, but this boy is your friend. Hmm? Say, oh, he's just a friend. That one that with his honest way was ready to give everything. That's the one that is a friend. But the one that will rubbish you, that's the one you follow, the one that will make you cry every day. Now tell me, that boy you rubbished, don't you know that that boy you rubbish is what becomes that man that rubbishes you? Don't you know? Because as you rubbish that boy, by the time three girls rubbish that boy, he now believes that good boy doesn't pay. God now help you if he now makes money. All women are finished and he will punish you. Do you see how it's a cycle? <laughs> yeah. So men are revenging to women who have looked down on them and women are revenging to men who have also looked down on them. And everybody's killing themselves until someone will wake up and say, I'm going to break the wheel. Because you have convinced him that that good life he's trying to live is not rewarding. <laughs> you have convinced him through your actions. You have told him that you are a fool for trying to live like this. You now be singing, if you don't get money, hide your face. There are many men that are afraid to be broke in their house. Men, am I telling a lie? Men, am I telling a lie? There are men who are afraid to be broke. They are afraid. Because they know with that inability to provide, insult comes. Insult. That's why they hold on to it so dearly. Because if he doesn't have it, you spit on him. 
you spit on him. Do you think he's happy? He's not. To think that I will not be loved if this is not there. That's why the man must punish you by making sure that you go to America and put silicone in your bum bum and your breast before I will take you. Yeah. So the same way you are putting those things on him, you put it on you too. And all of a sudden, you are not good enough. He will now make all of you compete amongst yourselves until you kill yourselves. If you don't have fake hair on your head, you can never, I will never look at you. If your breast is not fake, I will never look at you. You will die in the gym before I will give you eye. That's it. Revenge is happening on both sides. Anita, you say for the insecure ladies, if it gets to a point where everybody is demanding this, you, the woman will bend. They won't have a choice. Forget about insecurity. Even if you are very secure, if nobody is purchasing that, eventually the woman will give in. That's the truth. They will give in eventually. They will give in. I'm telling you the truth. If you are proud of the dress you bought, you are proud of it. But everywhere you go, they are yapping that dress. Won't you eventually put that dress in the cupboard? Tell me the truth now. Hmm? Won't you put it in the cupboard? Because nobody is, no one is collecting it. <laughs> we go where there is profit. So you wear that dress, nobody is giving you compliments. So there's no profit for the dress. <laughs> and guess what? Sometimes that dress is modest and beautiful. But we have a society that does not reward women who dress modestly. So now women are now believing that it is not profitable to dress like this. You see, you guys understand it? How the devil has caused deception and he has used us to do it. Has used us to do it. I need to be careful. Don't let me come for you because I can push further than this now. And then pain will happen to everybody here. Don't push me. You understand? Because as a woman, there's a point where you have to care about what your man thinks. And if a woman gets to that point where you say, I don't care, you are in a very bad place. You understand? You are in a very bad place. Yes, there's a point where you have to care. It's part of love and service. Yeah, there are extreme ends, but there's a point where you have to care. Eh? You have to care. You have to care. Don't, don't let me go further than this. Hallelujah. But again, there's nothing wrong with not caring about things you shouldn't care about, okay? Just make sure that it's not in excess. Wait. Make sure it's not in excess, where the things that are to be cared about, you not throw them away. Understand me? There's some things we have to care about, so just make sure that there's a balance, okay? You guys all hear me? There be balance. 
because there's a woman who thinks they're meant to care about, they don't care about it. Understanding? They don't care about it. I don't open that book now. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a whole dimension. Because if I open that book, I have to open for men to one. Time has gone far. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Women and women in general is an act of service to make yourself appealing to the person. As a man or a woman is an act of service, is an act of love where you make yourself appealing. It's part of love. You see, accept me as I am. Don't say, you want me to look like other people? Shut up your mouth, please. Yeah. Let's all shut up our mouths. And those who have lived long enough will verify what I'm saying. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who said that as we are, we're perfect? Why would God join you to somebody if you didn't need anybody? Understand it? Why? Why? You understand? There's a place where you tell yourself to become something that gives you other person pleasure. That's the truth. That's the truth. There are extreme ends that you should not go to. But in general, when you serve, you, are, you, you want to meet them where they are. And it should be vice versa. Right? Women have to be careful that in the name of trying to take power back, you give all your power away. You understand? And now, you now become a man. And your relationship with that man becomes homosexual where there are too many in the home and you're wondering why it's easy for the enemy to tempt him to leave you why won't he leave when you're a man like him you understand it you have become a man too you become a man there's no softness to you every small thing now bad for you Don't you know that a woman's power is not in that? I understand it. I understand it. There's a way you can you can treat him and I whisper to him that you control his whole destiny. But we don't like that because we feel it's disempowering. We want it to be obvious that we're in charge, so we shout. And, but as it works for you, even when he does what you want, he is he's resentful. He's just doing it because he doesn't want there to be fighting the house. Deep down, he's like, God, get me out of here. You understand it? So it's very deep. But I don't open this uh, this marriage one today. Again, I'm still a young man, please, my friends. And I'm fresh in marriage, so I don't know that much. So for those who are my elders here, please forgive me if I've spoken out of turn. Amen. Even though I've not spoken out of turn, but I'm just talking to just talk for talking sake. Hallelujah. 
I just said that as a scam. I don't believe I'm qualified to speak about it, but I'm just saying it for those just so that I can be said. I don't believe it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> There's a way that we can behave that we will give strength to the enemy's voice, the person's heart. When we, we reward the wrong things and we don't reward the good things enough. Some of us in our friendships, in our marriages, a person does something wrong, you flog them to death. When they do something right, you whisper it. Let me tell you now, that's witchcraft. Are you understanding? That's witchcraft. Yeah is witchcraft and you saw that the person actually changed it did something differently but you say let me not compliment so that his head does not swell so that her head does not swell witchcraft and you are tempting that person to a life of iniquity and God will hold you responsible for that person's life are you hearing me God will hold you responsible you are, you are part of the satan that is ministering to that person your part your part in the Nigerian economy where police officers are paid like animals you find a police who returns your money you don't say eh what's the big deal are you not the police are you not meant to return my money witchcraft witchcraft that kind of person, is that person a majority or a minority? Do you know what it costs them to do that for you? And you don't feel the need to be grateful? Eh? Are you not a woman? It's not your job to give birth to the child. Why should I? Eh? Are you not a man? It's not your job to take care of the this? Oh, wow for you. There are many witches today that call themselves Christian. Plenty of witches. Witches. We wonder why people feel dissatisfied in, in their various relationships. Am I speaking some true words here? Witchcraft is rampant. And we have contributed to the evil we see in the world. Before you complain about those people that are doing bad, the people who are doing good for you, have you been intentional about rewarding them? Hmm? Have you been intentional? Have you made it a, an intentional thing to make sure that, as for me, I'll make sure this person feels rewarded for their good? Have you done that? Before you slander somebody, ask yourself, Am I part of the reason why a person believes that ah, this good thing I'm doing is good? This guy says that. Because through our actions, you make people feel very foolish for doing what is right. You make them feel very foolish. 
English. English. True or false? Have you not had moments when you apologize to somebody, the way they would take that apology, they will make you feel like a fool. You say, God, ah, I should have kept quiet. It took you strength from your pain to tell you, tell them you are sorry. The person will not tell you, sorry for yourself. Just eat your sorry and swallow it and die on it. Some of us who have done that, are you not a witch? You are a witch. <laughs> for those who have joined me for the first time, the first time as here, I promise you I'm a very liar, I'm a nice one. Alright, because I know some people are here for the first time. They don't know say Jesus Christ, what kind of uh... <laughs> people of God, please testify on my behalf, please. <laughs> Even this moment is kindness. Even this moment is kindness. Because kindness can also wear red. <laughs> kindness can also wear red. Hallelujah. Kindness can also wear red. Tell a woman, go and bought that child. What have you done to help her in that process of raising that baby? You say don't have bought, but you are the first to gossip when she passes with that big stomach. Are you not a witch? You're a witch. Yeah, you're a witch. Yeah. You say don't have bought, don't have bought, don't have bought. But the pressures that move her to her bought, you don't remove them. You don't try in any way to give a word of encouragement, even if it's to just bring a pot of porridge every other week. You say, eh? because you go where, uh, you know, you did it from wedlock, you suffer by yourself. Uh -huh. Then the devil will now come and hug her, give her rice, give her food, give her stew, and lead her into iniquity, and then you now abuse her again. No, heaven will hold you, even as he holds her. Everybody will collect their bedu. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody. A young boy is living a life of crime. Tell him to leave the crime. But you don't even find out how he has eaten the last week. You don't even know where he's going to lay his head. You just tell him, leave or God will punish you. But the pressures that moved him in that place, you don't in any way help to show him that the path of righteousness is rewarding. 
don't you know we're part of the God has put us on the earth to also show people that the path of righteousness is rewarded that you know Child came from wedlock. The mistake has happened now. God, who put that baby in that womb, did God make a mistake? Did God make a mistake? Did God make a mistake? Oh, did make a mistake. Can you walk to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Surely. But the baby has come. The baby has come. You need to love that woman. You need to love that child. And it's your love that will make your correction easier to hear. Are you understanding me, people of God? Your love will make the correction easier to hear. It's not just about loving. Is about loving correction. When you put rice in a person's mouth that is hungry, it's easier for them to hear you when you say, don't do that again, because there's rice in their mouth. Truffles. They are eating the rice and they're eating the meat. Your, your correction can enter easily. But when they're hungry, they're dying, they're dry. You're still correcting them on top of their dryness. You are lucky if they don't tear you apart. start doing things differently to show people that it pays to do right if someone comes to confess they are wrong let it be reward for that confession even though they still collect a certain level of punishment but for the fact that they confessed let it be registered that there is reward for honesty but when you use their compassion against them in every argument, you have taught them that it doesn't pay to tell the truth. How many of us are on that table? Be honest. That someone told you the truth and you used it as a weapon against them. You have taught that person that it's not profitable to tell the truth. Man, lives for profit. God lives for profit. We have to treat people in a way where we put an accurate representation of what is profit and what is loss. We have to. We have to show what is really profit and what is really loss. That's how we as a people can start to grow. And God will help us all in the name 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So that's the message that God wanted me to share with us this morning. That's the message. That's the message. That's the message. God is for profit. God is not for loss. The loss only makes sense because of the profit in view. God is for profit. We need to make sure that through our actions, we make people know that it is profitable to do good and it is unprofitable to do bad. Don't clap for a person who has done something foolish. They need to be punished in some way. Are you understanding? They need to be punished in some way. You can't give them a reward for rubbish. No. In the name of love, you have killed them. And God will enable us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. to not leave this morning in the spirit of sobriety the spirit of sobriety pray what you need to pray by yourself and begin to do what you need to do by yourself but make sure this message becomes flesh in your life and I pray so for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ Amen Hallelujah. 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 So before we go, do we have any first-timers in the house? First-timers, raise your hand so that we can reward you with your love. <laughs> Virtual your love. <laughs> if you're here for the first time, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand, first-timers. Please raise your hand. Don't be shy. Lucas Kennedy, they have caught you. Mm-hmm. Lucas Kennedy, there was a cut. <laughs> Are you able to speak, Lucas? Are you able to speak? Are you able to speak? Okay. How are you, Lucas? Like, are you able to speak with your voice, like to unmute your microphone? Yeah, good morning, sir. How are you, Lucas? God bless you. I'm very, very thank you. Welcome. Where are you calling from? I'm Abuja. I'm guessing that uh, Vic, uh, Victoria brought you here, eh? Yes, she did. Welcome, yes, welcome, please. welcome. God bless you. Good to have you. So I said that she joined me. Oh wow, I thank God. I, th- I hope your wig was not pulled off too much this morning. <laughs> no, 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 it's a very, very good community. 
as we were speaking, we were, we were also talking. So it's a good place. I don't know, a nice place to do it. Early in the morning, before you even go out, just calm down. Set it up for the day and everything. You are sure this will work well. I'm grateful for being here. Thank you for so well with you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Lucas. Welcome. Thank Welcome, you. Lucas. Thank you. Thank you. Eno. Eno, how are you? Are you able to speak, Eno? Yes, sir. No, no, there's another, there's an Eno here that is new. Okay. Well, good morning to you too, though. <laughs> good morning to you too. The Eno that is new, how are you? Are you able to speak? Okay, she just left. Okay. She just left. Okay. Is any other first timer here? Michael hmm? Ogunyemi? You seem new. You seem new. Badebo Ifeoluwa. You seem new. You seem new. Glory Kalu. Is Glory Kalu who I think it is? Hmm? Are you who I think you are, Glory Kalu? Your face looks so. Are you who I think you are? Hmm? Hey, she just she disappeared. She was shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah! <laughs> it is well with us, though. Hallelujah! <laughs> it is well. It is well. Eno, are you back? I was calling your name, Eno. That's the Eno that is new. How are you, Eno? Are you able to mute your microphone? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Where are you calling from? Lagos. From Lagos. How did you come about the meeting today? Um, my friend sent me the link. Choma. Ah, I'm Chioma. calling her out because she's also here. Come on. Which which Choma? is that? Maybe she should unmute herself. But I don't know. <laughs> but, is it Oma? Is yeah, it Oma um, Choma? Yeah, Oma. Oma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Choma, God bless you. Choma has become an evangelist now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your wig is still intact, you know, huh? I hope your wig is still intact. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the Lord is on your side. <laughs> God bless Amen. you. Thank you so God much. You. I've been blessed by this. Thank you. I thank God. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Glory Kalu, are you Chiwindu? Hmm? Are you Chiwindu? Glory Kalu. Are you, are you the Chiwindu that I know? Okay, you're not that one. Okay. You look so much like some someone I knew like two years ago. Well, God bless you. Your first time, Glory? Your first time? Oh, it's not your first time. Ah. Well, welcome, Sha. This is the first time I've seen you, I think. Well, welcome. Welcome anyway. But that means you've been a background Holy Spirit, huh? You know, appear once in the blue moon. <laughs> Good to have you here. God bless you. God bless you. Who is Zoom user? Zoom user, who are you? 
Are you able to mute your microphone? Are you able to mute your microphone, Zoom user? Okay, maybe he or she is not able to. Well, God bless every one of you. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to Heaven's Gate Academy. We're a community that um, we we teach the practical word of God. We, we're we're we believe that God's word should be practical, right? Spirituality should be practical. It has to have reward value. Any spirituality that cannot be used to better your friendships, your relationships, your business, your life is a useless spirituality, to be honest, because every spiritual capital must translate into some kind of physical capital that can improve your life as it is it can improve your world improve the the, the life around you and that's why we're here we're here to to be transformed to grow right to grow in knowledge of god in knowledge of ourselves in knowledge of one another and um yeah so it's a place where there's a lot of challenging amen there's a lot of challenging you know because in order to grow we need to be challenged right so expect a lot of um expect a lot of um challenges <laughs> anyway we meet here monday to friday from from 5 a.m watt even though the room is open from 4 right for those who want to have quiet time with the holy spirit the room is open just for encouragement right to see that okay there are many people who are awake um, who are you know pressing into the Lord early in the morning? You know, so from four the room opens. By five we have our communion time, and we meet here Monday to Friday. We also have a Telegram platform where we share um, our correspondences for our different meetings and so on and so forth. So if you like to be part of the community and if you want to keep up with us, you can join our Telegram platform via the link in my bio at l.shakar on Instagram. On the link in my bio, you see the link to join um, Heaven's Gate Academy, right? So for those who wish to continue with us, you're very, very welcome. You're very, very welcome. I'm looking forward to seeing all of you in the future. Amen. Amen. God bless every one of us. Gian, God bless you. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Although you're not new now, you've been around for a while. But you've not spoken before. You've not spoken before. But God bless you. So good to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. It is so well with you. It is so well with you. It is so well with every single one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 